time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hi, race fans. Welcome to this week's edition of Southern Race Week right here on your great racing station. As always, I want to thank you all for tuning in and turning up. And don't forget, Atlanta Motor Speedway and the 60th anniversary of the racetrack being opened up is going to be taking place with the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 weekend, March 13th through the 15th. And we're going to be right there live, loud, and proud with you every lap of the way leading up to the green flag dropping. And we want you to make sure you get your tickets go check out southern race week on facebook that's facebook.com slash southern race week on this week's edition of southern race week we're going to catch up with jessica mayo the brand new director of the speedway children's charities she is going to stop by with our good buddy alfie and um, talk a little bit about uh, miss jessica is about about some of the things that speedway children's charities doing that you can participate in our race weekend at atlanta motor speedway to help raise money for various children charities across the state of georgia plus we're going to catch up with ted madman Allstead, find out what all's going on in the world of uh short track and super speedways plus our good buddy alf is going to get us up to speed on everything we need to know i want to also remind you that uh, you can find us anytime if uh, you're looking for us go to soundcloud.com that's soundcloud.com slash southern race week or just search for southern race week you can listen to this show or any show uh, past uh, and hear interviews from uh, nhra drivers nascar drivers short track drivers you name it we've got it if they are somebody that drives and it's got four, something that's got four wheels and it goes real fast we talk about it we cover it we do it all and thanks to food depot grocery stores the best dang grocery store in the entire state of georgia check out fooddepot.com or download the food depot app for free in the google play or the itunes account hi folks this is ed clark president of atlanta motor speedway and you're listening to southern race week and welcome back to this week's edition of southern race week radio along the far-flung southern race week radio network it's southie yet again another brand new week's edition of southern race week radio as we're just a few weeks away from the nascar nation returning to atlanta motor speedway for the folds of honor qt 500 weekend so much going on atlanta motor speedway and one of the guys who is in charge one of the main dudes let's welcome in mr Ted Austin. Well, I'll tell you, is with that introduction, there must have been just just knobs just a snap into the off position, oh. just left and right. And I was like, who who the heck's he talking about? And then <laughs> then they heard my name and. That was the rest of them. So, so now it's just you and I. Uh, so. so before we get into the world of short track and all the off-season things that are going on there, Ted, first, welcome back to the program, sir. Oh, thank you. Thank yes. you. Yeah, the, the off-season, which uh, it doesn't seem like there is an off-season any longer, yeah, but uh, the off-season is, is definitely over with. The, the, the little bit of time where it's a little less hectic here at the Speedway is over with, and uh, it, it is uh, ramping up as we prepare for the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 weekend coming up here March 13, 14, and 15. So a lot of things yet uh, to be completed as as we prepare to open up our doors for the NASCAR nation, like you said. Um, but uh, a lot of things already in place and anxious 
to showcase a lot of the new stuff uh, that that we will debut here on our new race weekend. Uh, finally, back into the month of March, and uh, and already looking forward to warmer weather and uh, and spring fast approaching here at the Speedway. So exciting! So exciting! Can't wait to. Uh, I've been in training as well at uh, many of my area quick trip locations around the proximity of my good. home as I prepare for the quick trip hot dog media center eating contest <laughs> as I'm aiming for the record for the most hot dogs consumed on a three-day weekend at Lanometer Speedway. So, uh, I'm so a couple of years ago, speaking of the great quick trip food yeah. and what they do in the media center, is I fell in love with their uh, banana pudding cups <laughs> that are available in their uh, refrigerated section at the quick trip food right. locations. And I fell in love with them, and we were joking at one of our quick trip meetings with everybody uh, from their corporate headquarters, and I mentioned how much I enjoyed the banana pudding cups and everything, and like two weeks later, I got like four cases <laughs> of the banana <laughs> banana pudding cups delivered to my home, and so uh, I, I just finished up the last one here a few oh, weeks man. ago from like three years ago. But, Did uh, you share any of them? But anyway... Uh, hell no. No. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. no, that was my own quarantine. Yeah. I even had to get a refrigerator just to put it in the, in the garage. You know, a lot of people put their beer and beverages <laughs> in the garage, uh, refrigerator. Yeah. Mine was filled up with quick trip pudding cups. So, anyway, but great job. That's my other phone. That phone went yeah. on there. That's, that's right. quick trip. Wondering if you needed any more of those. Uh, yeah, exactly. Those it is. They it actually, it actually. It actually, it actually is the folks from, from Quick Trip. I don't know if they're calling about the banana pudding cups, but but they are calling me. So we better get going on this because no, no, I, I do have to take that call. I got so. you. I got you. So real quickly, uh, before we talk about stuff going on, uh, off-season uh, short track news, so much. Uh, obvious, we haven't talked to you in such a long time. So many no. things going on. So many tracks uh, participating. Tracks are coming back. So give us the details of a lot of the off-season action and moves that you saw yeah, you know, with with uh, like we've been talking, is you know NASCAR kind of uh, getting underway. You know, a few races under our belts already, getting ready to come into Atlanta, and uh, um, the short track season really kind of kicks off about the same time as as everything kicks off down in Daytona Beach. A lot of short track races uh, that that uh, had some great winners down there, some absolutely phenomenal racing action on both the asphalt down at New Smyrna, the dirt tracks of of East Bay Raceway and Volusia County. County, uh, you know, uh, Brunswick had Golden Isle Speedway in action. Scraven Motor Speedway uh, saw some great racing action up at that speed plant in, in uh, northeast or southeast uh, Georgia. Uh, so that really is the racing season is kicked off, and it was good to, to see a lot of the, the the regional promoters down in Daytona at the workshop and everything. Found out some inside scoop on things, you know, oh. uh, like Eddie Massey. He's going to be back at the helm promoting East Alabama. Motor Speedway. A lot of folks may remember he ran it for a few weeks in the summer of 2019. He and uh, owner uh, Billy Thomas kind of had a falling out at that time, or maybe they didn't have their entire agreement on paper, and uh, that kind of fell apart after Eddie had done a phenomenal job just for a couple of weeks at it. Uh, well, now they've got the paper between them, and uh, Eddie's actually going to operate East Alabama Motor Speedway, the the, the very long-tenured uh, track in, uh, uh, in in Phoenix City, Alabama, just across the border from Columbus. Uh, Billy Thomas, he uh, worked 
out the deal with Eddie, and Eddie is at the helm. So uh, some some renewed enthusiasm down there at that speed plant in Phoenix City, Alabama. Another good news uh, that I heard is I had an opportunity to talk with Paul Purvis, the owner and promoter up at uh, Swainsboro Raceway, and uh, you know he, he made the deal last year to sell the track. It kind of fell apart there in the springtime, um, and then he, he he lost some family members, some key components, some key relatives that helped him out at the Speedway, and uh, just decided not to reopen it after that deal fell through. Had a chance to talk to him and catch up a little bit down at the Daytona RPM Workshop, and he's told me he's going to actually operate it for a few races this year. Uh, he's going to open it up for three or four special events. He's getting ready to make that announcement here in the next few weeks. Um, so that's good news. Paul's a, an excellent promoter, a former uh, regional promoter of the year, and uh, always a, a great friend. And uh, Swainsboro Raceway uh, really has become a, a regional jewel uh, there in Swainsboro, Georgia, uh, under his direction over the past two and a half decades. Uh, speaking of RPM regional promoters, uh, Cochrane Motor Speedway, the, the regional promoter of the year uh, for the Southeast region in 2019 was Chris Martin. He operates uh, Cochrane Motor Speedway along with his wife, Joni. Um, they were honored during uh, Daytona Speed Weeks. Uh, and speaking of RPM uh, regional promoters and promoter of the year, uh, Eldora Speedway's Roger Slack was the promoter of the year. Uh, um, operates the track for for Tony Stewart, and of course he he started his career at Charlotte Motor Speedway and was uh, a key component in the success and the development of uh, the success of the dirt track. And a lot of people don't realize that the World Finals was actually an event that was the brainchild of Roger Slack and uh, kind of put the that whole thing together, and that has grown into a key short track event each and every year. Uh, another new track, uh, Daisy Speedway, which is located down in middle Georgia, not too far away from Swainsboro. Uh, it's inching closer and closer to actually opening and operating uh, this season. Michael Wiedenkamp is the owner and builder of that track. He's a former uh, bomber division driver at Oglethorpe Speedway down in Savannah. Uh, he's kind of looking at some revolutionary ideas in how to recreate racing in that area. He's going to do some different types of, of racing divisions. Uh, he's looking at doing an all-inclusive ticket where you can go throughout the whole facility, whether you want to sit in the grandstand or go down in the pit area. He's also looking at creating multi-event shows where it has more than just auto racing going on. There might be go-kart racing. There might be some stock car racing. There might be a truck pull. There might be a little musical entertainment. Um, he's kind of looking at uh, doing things a little differently with his Daisy Speedway uh, down there in middle Georgia. On the asphalt side of things, Five Flag Speedway promoter. Tim Bryant uh, also operates the Southern Super Series. Uh, had a chance to have a few toddies with him down in Daytona and talked about him expanding his uh, promotional reach as he's partnering up with Speed 51's uh, Bob Dillner and they are renting Gresham Motorsports Park to put on an event and maybe revive a little bit of asphalt late model racing in uh, northern Georgia. Uh, they're coming in May. Um, he's got some pretty cool plans that he wants to do with the asphalt side of late model racing here in the southeast and going to keep our eyes on Tim and, and what he's going to be doing this season. Other uh, track series that are developing uh, that are kind of new to the 2020 season, Dixie Speedway and Snowy Raceway are both uh, incorporating new series for their crate late models and sportsman divisions. Um, those two classes are fast becoming the 
the most popular. They're they're definitely the most affordable divisions for short track dirt track racers. Uh, and Dixie Speedway and Sonora Raceway saw that uh, developing over the past couple of years, and both of them have in, implemented special series at their own tracks um, to kind of reward the drivers that are competing in the Crate Late models and their sportsman division. So a lot of cool things happening uh, in the area short track racing that we'll keep our eyes on. And, of course, most of these tracks start to open up here this weekend coming up uh, as well as next weekend and throughout the month of March is when most of them will get running. So we'll have results and, and special dates to kind of keep our eyes on and a lot of different things that we can cover in uh, in upcoming weeks of, of, the, of the racing show. Well, we appreciate you, Ted, once again joining us in 2020 to bring us up to date on all the action going on in short track news. And I'll see you in a few weeks down there at Atlanta Motor Speedway. So take care, and we'll I'll talk to you again soon, my friend. I look forward to it. I'll keep it putting for you, buddy. Oh, yeah, looking forward to that. Hi, this is Winston Kelly, the executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame and pet reporter for the Motor Racing Network, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello, and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie bringing you yet again another brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. And in just a matter of time... NASCAR Nation will assemble at an Atlanta Motor Speedway for the Folds of Honor QT 500 weekend Friday, March 13th, and runs through Sunday, March 15th. And this is a great opportunity for the Speedway's Children's Charities, the Atlanta chapter, to uh, do a bunch of events to raise money for that great charity and to learn a little bit more about the charity and what they got going on during race weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway. We welcome in the director of the Atlanta chapter of the Speedway Children's Charities. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Miss Jessica Mayo. Miss wow, Mayo. Wow, what an intro, Alfred. Yeah, Miss Mayo, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. As I get, uh, I'm sure you're tremendously busy getting set for race weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway for the Folds of Honor QT 500 weekend. So I'm sure you and your staff are excited and ready to go for all the events that will be culminating with the Folds of Honor QT on Sunday, March 15th. But a lot of people will be assembling at Atlanta Motor Speedway, and I'm sure you're going to be welcoming in everybody around the track for uh, that great race weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway. We absolutely are, and we look forward to it. This is a obviously a huge event for us out at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Um, we love having the crowds and all the people and all the excitement around NASCAR, um, and we certainly love to see our people uh, donating to our cause. Um, we've got several things planned over the race weekend, including primarily our Red Bucket Brigade. NASCAR fans are quite familiar with our Red Buckets, and um They'll be seeing our volunteers walking around the infield, around the common areas, all over the grounds, looking for everybody to give a buck for the bucket this year. And before we talk about other things you're going to be doing during race weekend and leading up to the Folds of Honor QT 500 weekend on uh, Sunday, March, uh, let's see, 16th, I believe. Um, 15th. Oh, excuse me. Let me pick it up. That'll be culminating with the Folds of Honor QT 500 uh, race on Sunday, March 15th, tell us a little bit about the charity itself. Tell us about the Atlanta chapter, where the money goes, and how you, uh, I guess, uh, throughout the year, continue to collect money for the charity. 
Well, um, this is our biggest weekend, obviously, at the racetrack, but we have um, several other events throughout the year, including Motorama, which is coming up April 25th and 26th, the Summit Racing Equipment Motorama. We'll have events that weekend, including the Pinstripers Auction, which is always a huge hit for us. Um, we have a clay shoot plan later this year at Cherokee Rose Gun Club. We have a golf tournament coming up in the fall. And then we're having our first annual Little Black Dress Party also in the fall in Peachtree City. Um, so it's a ladies' event that is a huge success and a lot of fun. So you do these events throughout the year, obviously, to raise money for the children's charities. So all the money raised, tell us about some of the the charities that are involved and are uh, uh, that you help donate money to. Absolutely. So what we do um, every year is through the, all these various events, we raise funds. And then at the end of the year, um, we have applicants from all over the Southeast submit an application. And we I work with a board that reviews all of those um, files and applications, and then we determine and distribute our funds accordingly based on their needs and what their children are looking for. Um, it can be anything from, obviously, uh, one of our bigger partners is Special Olympics of Georgia. They're huge in helping volunteered our various events and obviously we love that group um this year we have a new charity that has um submitted a submitted a grant application and we provided them a grant we're very proud to partner with Gigi's house which is a group um that works with girls who are caught in sex trafficking in the atlanta area um certainly a huge cause and and close to everyone's hearts um for these young girls um we partner with a friend's house uh anywhere from um, anybody that's got abused, neglected, children in need, our goal is to provide educational, financial, social, and medical um, needs for those children that are in need in this local area. We're speaking with uh, Jessica Mayo, the director of the Atlanta chapter of the Speedway Children's Charities here on Southern Race Week Radio as we get set for the Folds of Honor QT 500 weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway, which uh, all kicks off on uh, Friday which is, uh, man, just it seems like it's just coming up here shortly. We have Friday, uh, March 13th through Sunday, March 15th. Now, as we mentioned, you guys are going to be doing the Red Bucket Brigade March 14th and the 15th. But one of the cool things you do also is the hot laps. And tell our listeners how cool uh, of a way to do something cool at Atlanta Motor Speedway and at the same time help the uh, charity as well. Absolutely. That's one of uh, my favorite events yes. that we host. Um, we do it the Monday after race weekend and um it's held from 9 a.m to 11 a.m uh, people can come out to the enfield media center and they can actually take their own vehicles on the track if they're interested they get three laps or if they don't want to drive their own car or a little bit hesitant to do that they can jump in a pace car with another driver and they will take them around the lap, uh, track as well that's awesome and that'll be on monday uh, March 16th. And for our listeners who want information about uh, more about the charity, how to donate, or if they want to apply or learn anything else about what's going on, where can they go to get all the information? And also, I know you guys are on social media as well, so where can they go to follow you guys on social media? Absolutely. Um, we Our website is speedwaycharities.org. Or you can find us on Facebook. Um, we'll obviously we're the Atlanta chapter, Speedway Children's Charities Atlanta, 
or our Twitter handle is at SCC Atlanta. Well, uh, Jessica, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully we can run into each other down at the track. And good luck with you guys and everything you do for the uh, Speedway's children's charities are always so admirable. So uh, thank you so much for all you do and uh, continue to good work. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Alfie, for having us on, and I hope to see you out there and everyone, too. Hey, this is Dennis McMire, president of Richmond International Raceway, and you are listening to Southern Raceway. And we're back! Welcome to this brand-new edition of Southern Raceway Radio along the far-flung Southern Raceway Radio Network. It's Alfie as we get set to go racing out on the coast. Auto Club Speedway as the NASCAR Cup Series will continue their West Coast swing. And in just a matter of weeks, the NASCAR Nation will assemble in Hampton, Georgia, in the Lambert Speedway for the running of the uh, Folds of Honor QT500. We're so psyched and ready for NASCAR Nation to return here to our home track in Atlanta. But we still have a couple of spots to go before we get to Atlanta Motor Speedway. And we, too... Uh, and to discuss everything that's going on in NASCAR Nation as we head out to Auto Club Speedway, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome into the Food Depot hotline a great personal friend of Southern Race Week Radio. You hear him every weekday morning on the Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90 with the morning drive, and also you can hear him as a turn announcer for the Motor Racing Network. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in the one, the only, Mr. Mike Bell. Alfie, it's good to be back. How are you, my friend? Oh, my man. Glad to have you back on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio as the West Coast Swing continues. Let's talk about Ryan Newman. you kind of been up to date on what's going on with Ryan and his uh, condition. Can you bring our listeners up to date on the latest you've heard uh, from uh, Ryan Newman's team and how his uh, progression is improving? Well, about a week ago, he was able to walk out of the hospital there in Daytona after that hard crash coming to the checkered flag in the 500. He uh, he sent out a tweet a couple of days ago. He's back fishing, and uh, he is obviously being treated for some some injuries. We don't know when he's going to be cleared to get back in the car. Ross Chastain hopped in the car at Las Vegas. He'll wheel the car at Fontana as well. I think the number one priority is to get him feeling good, going through whatever protocols he needs to go through to get cleared to drive the race car again but i believe we all can agree based on what we saw on the track and what we have subsequently seen on social media with him leaving the hospital with his two girls we witnessed a miracle because that that sunday night when we left daytona not a lot of us had good feelings in the pits of our stomach and it was great to get that news that he was okay and he has walked away although he's going through some protocols right now to get cleared to drive the car it was it was unbelievable it was miraculous to watch Ryan being able to leave the hospital that fast after that hard crash. And it's got to tell you how amazing and how much improvement NASCAR has to safety for these drivers as far as these cars and the, the way they're designed for safety in such a situation like this. So from your thoughts, uh, uh, what can you talk about the improvement in safety and your thoughts on the safety of these cars for these drivers? Well, one thing that NASCAR has had a proven successful track record of, they don't, they don't rest on their laurels. It's not like, hey, we've gotten to this point. We're good to go. Let's just stop. I mean, there, there's constant, constant change. There's constant evolution, and there's constant analysis of crashes, of race cars that can make safety better. And I know that both cars of uh, Ryan Newman and Corey LaJoy 
have been taken back to the R&D center. They're going over those cars. It's going to be a lengthy process because there's so much information and there's so much data to process. But that's one thing that happens in the R&D center that I think we all appreciate and we all have um, a heightened level of appreciation for. And that's the ongoing safety initiatives to look at these crashes, go back and reconstruct as much as you can, understand what happened. And then once you have all that information, look at the race cars and say, is there anything we can do to make these cars safer going forward? And that process is ongoing right now. And after every race, after every crash that we have, there are, there are data incident recorders that are in that car, kind of like black boxes in airplanes. That'll help everyone go back and, and pull as much information as possible. And then that will send them in a direction and help decide, is there something that needs to be done better? If so, what is that? And let's get working on it. Um, and like I said, that process to me is as important as any other process we have in that sport right now. And there are a dedicated team of individuals in that R&D center that are focused on solely this. And I'm thankful for it. The fans are, the competitors are. I think we as a sport should be thankful that NASCAR takes safety very seriously, especially after hard crashes like we had in the 500 that involved Ryan Newman. Speaking with Mike Bagley of MRN Radio, and also you can listen to him every weekday morning on the Morning Drive, Sirius Next Car, uh, Channel 90. So we're heading out to Auto Club Speedway. Uh, a, a lot of people say last week Las Vegas to the official start of the regular season after all the pomp and, pomp and circumstance of Daytona. Matt Benedetto, another great performance in the 21 with a runner-up finish. Do you think at some point this season we will see that 21 and Matt Benedetto get that first win for his career and the big win for the 21? Well, I believe if they continue in, in this direction that they will be able to accomplish that. And by the way, when and if that happens, it'll be the 100th win for the Wood Brothers in the NASCAR Cup Series. Um, it was through a late chain of events that led to what we saw there with Matt finishing in the second spot. Got a little aggressive there on that restart, muscled his way under William Byron to get the second position. But here's the good thing about it. Yeah, some folks will say, well, it was just second. But you know what? In a lot of ways, that was a win because you were in the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. You did a little pitch strategy there to get you where you obviously ended up, and you were able to uh, avoid all those spinning race cars there at the end. There's no doubt that we're two races in, and it's so hard to get an idea of where a race team is, but they're not going to turn that second-place finish back. And um, we've had a conversation on, uh, on our Sirius XM show about, you know, drivers in new places making the most impact. And one of the fan favorites in that department is Matt Benedetto. comes over from Levine Family Racing to the Wood Brothers, and at least two races in, he's a fan favorite, and then now he's starting to open some eyes with performance. Now, can that performance carry forward to this weekend at Auto Club Speedway, the following weekend at Phoenix, when we come back to Atlanta after that, go on to Homestead and Texas and, and all that. So it, it is a work in progress, but no doubt there's been a lot of hard work that's gone into that 21 car, and things are definitely headed in the right direction. And we head, as we head to Auto Club Speedway this upcoming weekend, uh, who are your favorites? Uh, what do you think about the track and what drivers, uh, let's say, for instance, on my fantasy league, who are some of the drivers that you think maybe would be a great choice if you do, are doing fantasy league? Well, typically when we go out to Auto Club, Alfie, we go immediately to the JGR Toyotas. Mm -hmm. And I think that based on the weekend that they had in Las Vegas where the highest finishing JGR Toyota was 15th, folks are a little skittish, like what was going on? They had some, uh, they had some, some technical inspection issues. The cars just didn't run well. 
Um, the question is, will that roll over this weekend into Fontana, or was Las Vegas an anomaly? So if you take the JGR Toyotas out of the mix, where do you go to next? I think the logical step is to go to Team Penske. Logano won at Las Vegas. They've run well at Fontana before. And then perhaps maybe you get over into Stuart Haas Racing with Kevin Harvick. But I don't think, as in years past, JGR is the number one go-to team based on what happened at Las Vegas. I'll tell you this. I've not determined where I'm going with my fantasy team. I've got to get some, some more information. And quite frankly, I need to see practice. Mm-hmm. I, I need to see who has speed, who has long-run speed. And I don't think that, you know, even, even with that, we're truly going to know because you've got the wild cards of strategy and caution flags and the like. You remember a year ago, Kyle Busch got his 200th NASCAR National win out there, and it was JGR winning. I'm just not confident right now that that's going to be able to be duplicated this weekend just based on what we saw a week ago. If our listeners want to follow you on social media, keep up with what's going on with you, uh, where can they go to follow you on the social media world? At the Mike Bagley on Twitter and on Instagram as well. All right, to MRN.com, or you can always uh, go and get all the great podcasts and listen to the races live all throughout the season. And Mr. Bagley, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. Uh, safe travels out to the West Coast, and we'll hopefully uh, see you soon in Atlanta Motor Speedway in a few weeks. Appreciate it, Alfie. Always a pleasure.